Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. A Dear Media original podcast. Today's episode is brought to us by ZocDoc. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed and take your insurance and are available when you need them to treat almost any condition under the sun. So I was sick recently and it was so nice to know that if I did need a doctor, I could go onto the app, find one really quickly, one that took my insurance and that was really well reviewed. And it gave me a huge peace of mind. I could find a doctor within minutes and make an appointment that fit my needs. And when you're not feeling your best, the very last thing you want to do is search around trying to find great care and it shouldn't have to take up all your energy. So that's where ZocDoc comes in using their free app that millions of users rely on. You can find the right doctor that meets your needs and fits your schedule. You can book an appointment with a few taps in their app and start feeling better faster with ZocDoc. When you find the right doctor, you can really feel it. You feel heard and you feel seen, and it's really important. And that's something that you can find with ZocDoc. On ZocDoc, finding the doctor that's right for you is seamless, and quality care that you need is just a few taps away in the ZocDoc app. Go to ZocDoc.com slash instincts and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc.com slash instincts, ZocDoc dot com slash instincts. Hi, welcome to Good Instincts. I'm Shira Barlow, but you may know me as the food therapist. Join me every Monday through Friday for bite-sized episodes designed to help you close the gap between where you are right now and where you want to go. This should feel good, like really good. And it will, I promise. Today, we have Dr. Jolene Brighton, author of Is This Normal and Hormone Expert. I'm so excited to have you. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I can't wait to chat. Same. So you're a hormone expert and you talk a lot about sex. And I think one of the things I think is very cool is that it's becoming part of an overall health conversation. I was Mm -hmm. wondering, you talk a lot about female pleasure and how important that is, whether that's with a partner or by yourself. Absolutely. I think that so often when it comes to pleasure in women's health, it's always compartmentalized as like this thing over there. It's nice if you have it, but it's not, it's not a deal breaker for life. Right. And we, we can't argue with that. Like you're not going to die if it's, you know, you're not having sufficient pleasure. However, 
even the World Health Organization classifies pleasure as an important part of the human experience. And when we really take a look at like, we're more than just here to breathe, to have our heart beat, to like take up space on this planet. Like we're here to get a full experience as humans. Pleasure is absolutely part of that. And when you consider that we didn't develop a clitoris for nothing, we didn't develop taste buds for nothing. We, Mama Nature got all of this right. Mama Nature knew what she was doing. We developed all of these things because pleasure is important. And do you think that in terms of like hormones and let's say muscle tone in that area, like, do you think that it plays into that as well in terms of like regular orgasms? This is such a great question. And very rarely do people ask me about this, even though in the book, you'll see a whole chart about the benefits of orgasms. There's lots of benefits to regular orgasm that we see from the research. So whether it's impacting your immune system, your hormones, or just the fact that you're using these tissues, that all can contribute to pelvic floor health, to hormone health, the whole gamut. So yes, regular orgasms, they are good for your health. If you are someone though, who's struggling with like, a history of sexual assault with pelvic pain. If you're having something else going on, I don't want you to take this information to say that like you're less healthy or you're an unhealthy person if you're not regularly having orgasms. But I do think we glaze over the fact that they have benefits other than just feeling good. I'm glad you mentioned all of that. And I think it's really important and inclusive. And another thing that you talk about a lot is that, you know, especially women go through changes in libido. And I was wondering if you could talk about the libido piece and how that can kind of be cyclical. Yes. As I talk about in the book, your libido, whatever your libido is, that's the metric by which we want to measure. Libido is one of those strange things that we compare and we despair based on what our neighbor is, our partner is, our friend is. Maybe you aren't having these conversations with your neighbor, but we don't do this with other things like our cycle, right? We don't get worried if our friend has a 28-day cycle and we are averaging a 30-day cycle. So I want everybody just to understand from that framework that your libido, that's the metric to measure. And we want to understand if there are major shifts that happen is this something that is a change for you because of your environment or maybe you brought in a medication or is this something that's more related to your menstrual cycle? Now, as I map out in the book, because of the way the hormones flow across our cycle, there's going to be times where we are really in the mood. It's very easy to self-lubricate. It is very easy to fantasize and to be able to have orgasms. And then there's other times where it takes a little more work. And so the most common time that we see that women have an easier time orgasming, they tend to fantasize more. They tend to be more receptive to sexual stimuli. So yes, that can be what your partner is doing, but it also can be like what you're scrolling on your social media feed and what you're seeing. This is around ovulation. Well, I think it's really cool is I talk about how the research, there was a study that said like, we should call this the sexual phase. And it correlates, and we can talk if you want to go there, about how it correlates with what's going on with ovulation. But why I likes that idea is because if you're someone who doesn't want to have children, if you're done having children, if maybe you've struggled with infertility, we don't have to come at your sexual health from a perspective of your reproductive mm, capacity. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And we can just talk about it as if you are this sexual creature that you absolutely are. 
I love that. And I think that another piece of that that is really important is I think we're all thinking about our cycles a lot more than we did, at least when I was coming up in this industry and just as a person. And I feel like now we pay attention to it in terms of what we crave, at least with what I do with nutrition, where, you know, I think before people go through periods where they're like extra hungry or they crave Mm -hmm. extra chocolate and things like that. And then before it was like, why am I so this? And now it's like, oh, of course I'm this because this is where I am. And it's that self knowledge piece. So I think, again, understanding where you are in your cycle or where you are with your hormones, I should say, if you're not really paying attention to like ovulation or you don't feel like thinking about it that way, that Mm -hmm. it makes sense that you would be, you know, like more in the mood or less in the mood or all of that. I think it's really helpful to just like track yourself in that way and know just for the self-knowledge piece. Yes. Well, I love what you just said right there because it really highlights a big issue that we have in medicine and why we have felt so disconnected from some of the like central dogma or the recommendations that doctors are giving in that most recommendations are coming from testing and research on men, it being applied to women. So when you consider that a man does not cycle in this 28-ish day, like, you know, month-ish day. So I say that because a normal cycle can be anywhere from 21 to 35 days. So you you are cycling. We are cyclical creatures, yet our male counterparts are not cycling in this way. And so what a lot of medicine and society has done is taken what works for the, quote, male standard and just applied it to women. And that is where this idea of you're hungry, like you're weak, you you lack willpower. You mm-hmm. just need to overcome that. Oh, you want to you want to eat more at this at this time? You know, there, there's something wrong with you. And that narrative has really made us second guess, like what is normal and what's true for us. And in the book, I go through your cycle of what changes with your appetite. And as you were saying, before your period comes, that PMS time, we might have cravings because yes, our hormones are off kilter. And we have cravings because hormones are involved in appetite or it may very well be perfectly normal because progesterone and insulin shift during that luteal phase to make it to where you are burning sometimes five to 10% more calories. Like you are needing that many more calories coming in through your diet. And because of the changes that happen with like progesterone slowing the system, you might find yourself being like, I want more cooked foods. I want more stews. But then people are telling you, like, why are you, why are you failing this raw vegan diet, for example? Yeah. Like as as one extreme. Yeah. And as you talk about with craving chocolate, that's another thing where it's like you're weak, you lack willpower, like you just need to like ignore that. Magnesium is rich in dark chocolate. That craving may very well be your body asking you for please, can you get me some magnesium? Or it could be because when estrogen takes a backseat to progesterone, serotonin comes down. And with that, we're going to want to eat more. We're going to have more cravings. We're going to seek out things like carbs so that we feel good. Our brain is like, I want to be happy. Let's do things that make us happy. None of this is weak. None of this is lack of willpower. None of this is the morality that we have attached to nutrition. And it is totally normal when you were born with ovaries to be going through these phases. I love that you explained it that way because that's 
completely how I feel about it. And I think the more we understand about where we are in our cycle and the more we understand about our bodies, the more we're like, oh, of course I want this. And like, let's, Mm -hmm. you know, put it on a plate and enjoy the shit out of it and like really revel in it. There's the pleasure, right? Yes. Which I think is really a really important piece to overall health that we leave out and for a long time have left out of the conversation, the wellness conversation. So that's one of the reasons I was so excited to talk to you because I do think that you do really pay attention to that pleasure piece. And in kind of talking about all of this, one of the things I wanted to talk about, and I've talked about it before, but it's something that it comes up a lot is the birth control conversation. Mm -hmm. And I know that you've talked about it before and you probably have specific thoughts on it. And obviously it's a tool that's used to prevent pregnancy, which is a really important tool to have like in society. But what what does that do to our bodies, especially for so many of us who were on it from like 16 to the time that we wanted to conceive? And like, what really are our options? Are there any good options? It would be so great if researchers could have put a little more time and attention to giving us more options. Because when it comes to hormonal birth control and birth control in general, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of options out there. There are quite a few. But a lot, so the hormonal options, they all pretty much have the same mechanisms. So I do have a lot to say about this. I wrote a book called Beyond the Pill. So there is a lot to say about that. With birth control, the pill specifically, that's the one that's been around the longest. We understand that there are absolutely side effects. I don't need to tell anyone who's ever taken it that there can be side effects because there's probably something, maybe it was really mild or maybe you had something major that you experienced while you were on it. I agree. It's very, very important that we have access to it. It is such a troubling time right now that it's hard to have this conversation because politicians who have no business practicing medicine are doing just that and acting like birth control is just this frivolous drug that like, you know, women women who are after pleasure in life, because heaven forbid, are just <laughs> using it. And as somebody who used the pill for 10 years, I'm a first-generation college student I come from a very large Hispanic family. Mm. I am so glad I had access to the pill. I do also wish that there were things I was told and that many of my patients wish that they were told. So things like it can contribute to chronic yeast vaginitis. So your down there troubles could be related to birth control. Your tanking of libido. So as we talked earlier in this conversation about like your libido, I want to know where that was. If you start a medication like the pill as one, and your birth control is causing you to have low libido, that's not a you issue. It's going to feel like it's you, but it's not you. It's actually your body being really wise and making sure that you don't get overexposure to hormones, gobbling up some of that testosterone. Mm. You're not getting the same kind of estrogen flows that you do throughout the cycle. And so with all of that, we do see that's a common side effect. And then another one that's rarely, you know, talked about openly, I think this is a lot because most providers who are prescribing this, they don't have any nutrition training, is the fact it can impact your nutrients. And so we can see nutrient depletions with the pill. You know, folic acid, for example, was actually formulated in one version of the pill because they recognize that it does deplete this. We've had these studies since the 1970s. And still, it took me coming out with my book in 2019 to really get that conversation rolling, where now you see a lot more providers on social media talking about this and talking about how it it doesn't mean that just because you're on the pill that you're going to have scurvy, right? right. We're not pirates. Like that's yeah. not going to happen. But vitamin C 
we want to have an optimal level. It helps with our adrenal function. It helps with our connective tissue. It is like one of the best anti-aging nutrients out there. And for people who care about their appearance, yes, checks the box. But people who are like, I just want to live long and be healthy, it also checks the box. Because when I say anti-aging, we're talking about at the cellular level. So we definitely want to be tending to a particular diet, one that's rich in nutrients. And that doesn't mean like it has to be any kind of style of eating. We just want nutrient density coming in. And we may also need to take a prenatal or a multivitamin as well. I also feel like, and I'm curious to know how you feel, but I do think like healthy fats, like that's a huge piece of the puzzle, especially in terms of, and I know you talk about this too, and I have a lot of clients currently who are struggling with being regular in their cycle. And I feel like the healthy fat piece is really big, especially in people who've kind of been perma dieters their whole life and that type of thing. Yeah. I think, you know, healthy fats, it's been such a struggle with fats, right? I feel like- Fats and eggs, <laughs> butter and eggs, yeah. man. They just I like know, the yolk. Bad... Like, what did the yolk ever do? It's the most nutrient. It's like a perfect food, basically, unless you're yeah. you're sensitive to it. But it well, what's vegan. crazy to me is that when I was getting my nutrition degree, this was 20 years ago. It was well understood that the cholesterol you're eating in your diet is not going to cause heart of disease. Course. It's not yeah. going to cause all these problems. What's actually going to cause these problems is inflammation. And then the cholesterol your liver is producing. So we're talking about liver health and we're talking about gut health and we're talking about how your adrenals function. Like we're talking about all of these other layers. And yet it is still like fat that's been vilified, cholesterol that's been vilified. It just simply is such a short-sighted and very myopic way of looking at all of this. So I absolutely agree that healthy fats are part of that. I think I'm sure you see this in... LA because I was in LA and I couldn't even, I I'm a meat eater and I need huge protein. Mm -hmm. Like, and like, man, do those vegan burger places try to swindle you? My (laughs) goodness. Like I just kept finding that not only were there these plant-based places, which I'm like, great, I can get like a salad and I, I like love me some veggies, but a lot of them seem to really emphasize like when you looked at the food, there wasn't a lot of fat going on. Yeah, <laughs> it felt very reminiscent of the 90s of like, and during, you know, the 90s, the 2000s, what did we have? We had one camp that was like, don't eat any fat. And then we had Atkins. <laughs> that yeah. was like, we missed a real opportunity to study people because people were just volunteering to be like test subjects and all of this. It's kind of like the carnivore right now. Like we don't have data on it. If people are going to volunteer, let's get the data. Let's study them. Right. But I could literally talk to you for hours about this because there are so many things. The one thing I wanted to make sure that we touched on, because it's on my mind a lot lately, just looking ahead for the future, you know, however many years down the line, but menopause, I'm 37. Mm -hmm. Obviously it's not happening right now, but like, is there anything you can do to kind of set yourself up for success? Like going into it, is it just about knowledge? It's a combination of diet and lifestyle, like anything that you can impart in terms of like things you can do that could be helpful. Just thinking ahead. Absolutely. There's so much that you can do. This is the unfortunate truth is that the issues that you face in your fifties, sixties and beyond were set up when you were a teenager. And that's lame. Because I don't know what kind of teenager you were, (laughs) but I was like, crumb donuts? That's a great lunch. Like, check. Like, I've had a sufficient lunch. No. Oh, my God. So we we can't can't judge our past selves. And I just bring that up because I think it's really easy that when I say that, and I think it's important knowledge to have, people are like, oh, God, I just totally ruined everything. 
I like I the things I could tell you. So if you have a very no, resilient the diet body. cokes that I have pounded. I mean, yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah. And I, I'm so glad that you're saying it because there's no point. Yes, I, I hear what you're saying that it starts like when you're in high school, basically. But I do yeah. think that like what's done is done. We knew a lot less then. So what can we do now in terms of wherever we are? We have listeners who are, you know, young. We have listeners who are in college. We have listeners who are like in their 20s and their first jobs. We have new moms. We have people in their 40s. Like we have people in their 50s. Like we have all ages. So I was wondering if you just had anything specific that could be helpful to someone in just like, here I am taking really good care of myself, setting myself up in whatever way I can. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. So I detail all this in the book. Here's what I would give you. Build muscle mass, get quality sleep, eat a nutrient-dense diet, keep your stress in check, and ditch people who drag you down and make Mm. you feel depleted. You cannot carry them through life and they're bad for your adrenal glands. Once you go into menopause, it's all about your adrenal glands. They are Mm. now the primary providers of the little bit of estrogen and the little bit of testosterone that you can get. And so as I talk about in Is This Normal, your adrenal glands and your insulin, that's the foundation of your hormonal health. And if you've got those dialed in, everything else is going to be easier, whether it is PMS, whether it's PCOS, or whether it's perimenopause into that menopause transition. So those are definitely some of the key things that you want to start doing now, wherever you're at. And if you are somebody who's already in menopause, definitely take stock of all of that. But something I see time and again with patients is it is only once they've gotten into that menopause phase that they realize that there were people that they were carrying along in their life that were making them feel awful and that they prioritized. And what breaks my heart sometimes is how they say, I have prioritized everybody else's happiness over mine. And now I see where I'm at, how much time I have left, and I regret it. And as me, you know, when I was in practice, it was like my 30-something-year-old self was like, check, check. Like noticing that the the 40-somethings in perimenopause were like, I'm going to stop caring about what people think about me. I'm going to care about my own opinion. And it tends to be that menopause phase where people are like, they have to prioritize myself. I'm going to tell you right now, you need to prioritize yourself today. Like this Mm. moment, start thinking about how you can put yourself front and center. Because the people who do build you up, the people who matter most to you, they will benefit the most by you being in your optimal state of health. It's so interesting that you say that because there are these themes that come up again and again that just like make a lot of sense and make even more sense every single time someone else says them. And in the past couple interviews, you know, when I'm talking to various people of all all different walks of life, one of the things that keep popping up is this idea of, you know, saying no and being okay with the idea of maybe you might disappoint someone else in the moment, but like you're not disappointing yourself and you're really being honest with yourself and honoring yourself. And when you're tired and you need rest and all those things. So I think that that is really important. And it's really special to hear that coming from you. Boundaries are beautiful people. They really are. I agree. This was so wonderful. Thank you so much for doing this. Where can we find you? Where can we find your book? I think people are going to eat it up. drbrighton.com. So drbrighten.com is my main hub. And you from there, you can find everything, but there's a plethora of hormone information there. Amazing. You can find Is This Normal 
everywhere that they have books. And then I'm at Dr. Jolene Brighton all over social media. Thank you so much for this opportunity to chat. I know this was a quick conversation, but it was really a great one. And I just want to say thank you to your audience for giving us like the most valuable resource, which is like their attention and time. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I think people are going to love this one. Thank you so much for listening to Good Instincts, hosted and written by me, Shira Barlow. You can find me on Instagram at Shira underscore RD. Good Instincts is a Dear Media Daily. Today's episode is brought to us by ZocDoc. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient reviewed and take your insurance and are available when you need them to treat almost any condition under the sun. So I was sick recently and it was so nice to know that if I did need a doctor, I could go onto the app, find one really quickly, one that took my insurance and that was really well reviewed. And it gave me a huge peace of mind. I could find a doctor within minutes and make an appointment that fit my needs. And when you're not feeling your best, the very last thing you want to do is search around trying to find great care and it shouldn't have to take up all your energy. So that's where ZocDoc comes in using their free app that millions of users rely on. You can find the right doctor that meets your needs and fits your schedule. You can book an appointment with a few taps in their app and start feeling better faster with ZocDoc. When you find the right doctor, you can really feel it. You feel heard and you feel seen and it's really important. And that's something that you can find with ZocDoc. On ZocDoc, finding the doctor that's right for you is seamless and quality care that you need is just a few taps away in the ZocDoc app. Go to ZocDoc.com slash instincts and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash instincts, ZocDoc.com slash instincts.